0: So, what makes a good review? Why do I need ten biggest pushbacks from customers? You may do research.
1: Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host Matt Lady. I get to learn from passionate, intelligent people each and every week in the wonderful world of e-commerce. Today's episode is with the Papa Bear, aka CEO of Bonjour, a video platform to help delight your customers with personal videos. Matt. Barnett is here with us. Matt, excellent name. Thanks for joining me all the way across the world. No problem. Great to be here, my fellow
0: American doppelganger.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are quite similar in pop different uh, bear beard combination. So today we're going to jump in and talk about um, customer loyalty, like experience economy, website reviews sucking, and try to figure out how we can help e-commerce founders, operators, and those who work with them really hone in on what makes a DTC brand special and why people would want to buy from that. So why did you start Bongioro? And am I saying that right?
0: You are saying it perfectly. Um, We started, uh, we were running a little agency and we dealt with clients in, so we were based in Australia, I'm from the UK originally. And all the clients were large companies large brands so they were all based out of london paris new york um australia great place to live especially if you like surfing uh terrible for time zones and sales so look i like people i like humans i like getting in a room and going full jazz hands um but you can't really do that on email so i was trying to email leads that were coming in. that like honestly like we just weren't very good i'm not a great writer so we decided to do something different, and I would send the video to every single person that signed up. So manually, we get a list every morning. We we pull information about those, those people, so I personalize the video. So if you know if, if John Archer, the creative director of you know Budweiser, signed up, I send a video to him. You know, mention the fact we we've, we've already worked with Stella Artois and and Heineken. But look, we're based in Australia. I do this on a, on a boat going past the Opera House, and the first piece of comms they ever got ever got was this weird British Australian dude on a boat. Like with the wind in his face, just screaming at them pretty much, and the most of the response was that they couldn't understand what I was saying, but but they were like, "But this is hilarious!" Like they're like, "Can you just, could we just get get on 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 a Zoom call, or you know, or if you're in in New York in the next couple of weeks, like absolutely come in and come and see us." Well, from that from that initial point, we went a little one like I think three times the amount of business, yeah. And I walk in the room and everyone's like, "You're that guy," um, and they all share the video around, yeah. And then inevitably, somebody asked about using um this video email tool and we we went a, i think built it over quite a lot of beers on a weekend and put them on it and then some of their clients they sent them to started using it as well and it come away from there but it's very much a scratching our own know, itch like started off bootstrap for the first i guess kind of 18 months um we took a little bit of funding it's very different in australia here it's uh it's very much revenue based and it's more kind of cash flow funding um, and then we kind of kept going from there on our own two feet um, so saw something that was initially to be scratched. Wanted to do a better job by our leads and customers. Wanted to connect with people, and turns out that's not just a lesson for them, but it continues today. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's quite good. In uh, that's one way to stand out. Is uh, I I don't I can't hear you, but I like your energy. Come 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 visit us. Come talk to us anyway. That's incredible. That's a great way to start. So. Uh, what was the first, was the first use case for sales and like kind of mess marketing and kind of outreach like that, or, and then how did it, how did it evolve over time to now include e-commerce?
0: Yeah. So like we've never, we've never been, I wouldn't say we're called, so we're not outbound yet. We're not, we're not called sales, not where we use. Yes. So the first use case was basically the same as what we were doing. So it's, so it's inbound leads. So yeah, you know, obviously the benefit there is you do have a connection. Somebody is interested in what you're doing and look. It all comes down to so it's not even video, yeah. So <laughs> I say this often, like, like we're not a video company. Like, we definitely use videos as 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 a medium, and video is is a medium and a media tool, yeah. What it gets across is is, is um, communication. That's why it's valuable. It's a better way of communicating than email because you get across emotion, like um, tone of voice, like everything. Yeah, that obviously in person is better again, but this is more scalable. Um, so. The, the the part that matters is actually just turning up, not so much the fact that it's a video showing that that you care, showing that you're there, and 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 opening up the trust of you know oh this is the uh, this is the person I'm actually going to be working with, and obviously when we we're a small company like I'm the guy they're going to be working with every time, um so very much in a funnel where people are coming in, um so you've already got prior interest rather than cold outreach, so obviously that that means that yeah because this does take time yeah putting time into customers. You want to like everything you do. There is a bit of an ROI question. Like you have to consider that as a business. If I'm going to be putting, you know, 30 seconds into each customer, does that, does that give me a benefit to the company? Because you know, that time is the time is the most valuable thing you have, especially if you're very small and you're bootstrapped, like the time is a is thing. Yeah. And could you invest that time somewhere else? So every question is never about money. It's about like, where do you put your time at the beginning? And so there needs to be, um, you know, a good response rate to this. So inbound leads. We went very broad, we got dragged into agency into charities into SAS into everything. And then e-commerce um came along because and e-commerce is like is interesting, yeah. Like I didn't see it coming, I'll be honest. I'm not um well, I wasn't an e-commerce kind of guy at the time. Um, although being out here in Australia we was super e-commerce heavy, like 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 as a consumer, like so e-commerce heavy. Um but two types of e-commerce Companies used us, and it was all about differentiation. So, e commerce is traditionally a low touch point, high volume business. Um, and in those industries, we were being used to basically differentiate from competitors, yeah. So, putting service first, and this is this is this comes into this experience economy piece, yeah. There were certain e commerce providers who, yeah, and they generally tended to be startups and younger teams who are like, like every single purchase is amazing. You have all that energy and you're like, we're just going to thank everyone for it. Yeah. And so you, you go and do that. And obviously again, small teams naturally do this yeah. but suddenly they're not just selling the products they're selling a service. And when somebody came back and repurchased, they'd be, they'd be like blown away and be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, now that's, that's initially how it started was a differentiation piece. We, we also had at the other end of the spectrum, there are, there are obviously high ticket items that are e-commerce and there we were being used in an industry where concierge, was seen as as important because the items are high ticket, yeah, and, and that kind of makes sense. And it was done in other ways like phone, email, video, just took that one step further. Yeah? So one side is very high ticket items expect concierge that you're not going to get in the shop. This is kind of a mid- piece. The lower end is actually more interesting, yeah, because it was all about differentiation initially, and what's happened. And I look at the last couple of years have been nuts in in in, in, in e commerce. You know, um, it went to like a big significant part of our user base. Is that differentiation has become absolutely crucial. And you st- suddenly start hearing e-commerce companies talk about lifetime value, which they didn't three or four years ago, which is, you know, everyone used to think single sale, single sale, single sale. Now it's like, okay, the single sale is just the, the opening of the door. What really matters is I, I, I don't want to sell, sell somebody a hundred dollars. I want to come back every single month to spend a hundred dollars and save five years. So that's now a $6,000 customer. Now, if you can get things off the right foot and if you can deliver above and beyond the products, you get to keep that customer and reselling to that customer is much easier. So again, return becomes massive. So I'll, I'll just pause there because I've unpacked quite a lot. Maybe
1: decide yes. where you want to go. Incredible. Yeah. That was amazing starting uh, piece. And like you said, a lot to break down. And so uh, DTC, and you know this, I'm not explaining this to you. It's called direct to consumer. And so when you're a founder, someone's buying directly from you. And if you have that 30 seconds to put back into this person who just spent their money with you instead of a big corporation, and you mentioned instead of just $100 one time, what if it's $100 per month for five years? That 30 seconds might help you get to that $6,000. And like, that's where... DC founders and operators and the people who work in these brands, ah, oh, it's just so that like five minutes a day of doing that for a few random customers, loyal customers, can make a huge world of difference. Um, especially last, like you said, last couple of years, things gotten crazy. People are buying more online, uh, and there's so many bad actors on the online space either from Amazon sellers or just drop shipping and your order takes three months to get there and you don't know who it is and all this stuff. So just absolutely incredible um, starting point there. So the differentiation. Um, so this this helped you, uh, you learn these people were using your tool to differ, to differentiate and stand out. So what were some of the results, uh, some of these people saw? Um, in either the early stages or recent, um, customers, you can talk about, uh, using Bonjoro. Yeah. So I'll talk about two prime results and the first one
0: is the one I just mentioned yet. Yeah. So essentially like lifetime value increasing. So in the case they were want one customer where their lifetime value of the average customer went up, I think 40% and they were doing, they had it. So, so they had a subscription model and they had and this is coffee, coffee, coffee bean company. yeah. Roasted Beans, something called Joe's Coffees, they had single sale and they had subscription and they were pushing heavily to, to get their customers to go to sub, subscription and subscription models are great. If you can do them, do them. <laughs> like, like just go for it. Yeah. So you're offering uh, products at a, you know, a quarterly, quarterly or monthly rate uh, or annual that are coming in at a discount for that. Obviously someone um, committing to that that, that, that time period so what they would do is you know the founder was still down roasting the beans and like it's a pretty cool place yeah so like again benefit is he's doing videos with the beans roasting behind them and everyone's like that's awesome like no no coffee company does that yeah you don't get to see that yeah he's with the process and stuff um and they switched over like i think they like, like they, they, they turned it on for new customers they went from something like seven percent of people going on to subscription to like 27 percent overnight um, just doing these videos. Yeah. So there was an absolute, like immediate ROI. Um, and so what they would do is get these customers like engaged on, um, now again, subscription models. That's great with the other thing. The other, the other, the other area that that really works is the first time purchase. If you're a small company, so just say like, like, thank you, someone again, tell them how much it means to you. Um, but also actually, also actually, if you're a bigger company with a bigger funnel, not so much first time, but actually like second time or third time purchases, so, you know, someone's come back and this is about like, again, time. If you know someone's come back and purchases a second time, then they're much more likely to come back and purchase a 10th time, you know? So again, quite of companies I see skip the first touch point. They, they handle that through email because their funnels are big, but obviously their funnel of second, third touch point customers is smaller. but they really, really, really invest in those. Cause that's where like they get you know, the 10 X value from. Yeah. Um, now the other side, which is very interesting, which is where we start to take our company a little bit as well, is actually in driving um, testimony. So if you look at, if you look at the way you can grow. So looking at your customers as a growth channel. And we kind of touched on earlier, but like you, know, with the rising cost of ad spend, you know, with, with challenges in email deliverability everything else, yeah. Uh, the, the biggest channel or potential biggest channel for growth, and this has always been the case, is your existing customer base. Now, a lot of companies don't do a very good job of this. So I can tell like this is a place that you can compete. And this is about word of mouth essentially, yeah. So so the way you grow, the first thing is you increase the amount of money everyone spends with you. So lifetime values, every customer is worth more. And you do that with this loyalty piece where you start to create people more loyal, you're them great experiences and they go, oh, this is awesome, I wanna stay with this company. Now the, now the other side is that once they're committed to you and they've purchased a couple of times, you then reach out and say, hey, Testimonials, reviews, mean absolutely the world to us. Would you mind leaving us one? You know, and thanks for the fifth purchase, Dan. Like you've been with us a while now, yada, yada, here's my dog, and here's a link to go and leave that review. Now, now, obviously, reviews are important. we have lots of automated systems that, that do this, but again, if you turn up and ask for a review, you're gonna get one, like every, every time. People don't say no to that. It's much harder to say no, no to face instant email. So obviously, if you get people to start to leave, and we'll talk about like how you get great reviews and stuff. If you got to get people to leave reviews um, on very, like, pick a pick a platform that works with you just build one at a time. Um, and, and they're not just good reviews, they're absolutely stellar because if you take the time to ask someone, they're gonna, the review they leave is gonna be 5x. Um, then what that, that does, and depending how you distribute that and depending how you use that, it starts to generate net new customers. So you've got more value, more money from each customer. And then now you're starting to get your customers to, to push other customers into your funnel. Now, in the early days, this will take a while to get this flywheel going because you're small, yeah? But like focus on it then, because if you can work out operationally how to, how to make the most out of it, yeah? And this is all about, when you have a funnel, you're looking to try and like increase every level of that. Yes, yeah? so how, how do we increase conversions? How do we increase this? Like this is a funnel let's treat it that way. If you can start to like really get this to work well, as you start to grow, this becomes a flywheel that ultimately will take over and will grow faster than any single ad, any piece of SEO content you could possibly do. Because and like you'll hear about this in the startup world, but like there's a thing called like the the K factor or the viral factor, which is if every customer you have can get you one more customer, then essentially the business grows itself. Or well, every customer you have gets two. Now what happens in reality is that one customer gets you nothing well five customers do nothing but then one customer goes and gets you 30 customers so that's what you're looking for you're actually looking for these individuals that really take off so again more more value get get the flywheel going create loyalty ask for something back and that's essentially like the mechanism to to turn your customers into a growth channel
1: yeah okay so you're telling me matt again amazing great name matt stellar Uh, (laughs) you're telling me if i give more to someone that just bought from me that they're going to give more back. You're telling me that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Is that what you're telling me?
0: I mean, it's, it's literally called the law of reciprocation. So yeah. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Good. Okay, cool. I'm just, I just really would to spell it out for everyone. Uh, that's just like, it's so can be so common sense, but it might be overlooked because you're thinking business and funnels and emails and ad platforms and all these different things. We just forget. It's human to human, even though it's, they're buying from your brand, you human are giving them a product. So they, as another human can use it in their life and benefit, or they can enjoy it in some way. So I'm really glad you, you mentioned that. I just wanted to, uh, double down on that point. And so it's really interesting that the video reviews part is, um, you mentioned some people, that's how you stand out compared to email almost people are almost getting used to that. Oh, okay, I just got my package a few days later, uh, review, like check out, you know, like, leave a review, leave a star rating, uh, whatever. But if, like you said, if you upfront that time and that energy to make them feel special and good, especially uh, if founders are going to push back saying, Oh, I don't have time to say it for every single customer. You're saying like, you don't need to do it for every first time customer. You could do it as you grow. You could just do that second, third and fourth purchasers and then really call that out and make them feel extra special, uh, rather than, oh yeah. Thanks for your first purchase. We appreciate it. It's like, oh, welcome back for your fourth purchase. Like whatever, you know, like getting real specific like that is, uh, is really neat. And I think, um, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I think that's a really good way to, yeah.
0: Those those second or third posts. I mean, again, like, when you look at reviews, I mean, maybe kind of segue into this, yeah, like, like how do you get great reviews? Yeah, there's, there's two things about, one is like the actual medium that, that people use. So text versus video versus multimedia I- imagery and everything else, yeah. Um, and there's, so there's actually like the content itself. And there's also like, how do you, how do you get the best of that content? Yeah, so how, how do you, how do you up, up, up the quality? So like, content side, like, I think you need to have that, to have different types of content here. So I think in some formats, like text absolutely works. Like it's great. Like you can scroll through like, 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 like bunches of, you know, of, uh, of trust part reviews pretty quickly. Yeah. Like the star ratings, like they recognize it's good. Um, I think then what you want to do especially if you have more complex products or new products, I think you want to go in all in and have some like stellar, like stellar, stellar reviews or case studies. And here you do definitely want to get a video element if you can, if you can't get like great imagery. Like we actually just built a tool, we launched it. It's still on beta right now um, because our, our first company was a research company where we did basically video research by questionnaire. So we're pretty we've interviewed like millions of people. So we thought we'd do one for the, for the consumer side. So we basically built a questionnaire system that goes out, gets to collect views in text or video, <clears throat> high quality reviews. And then we also pull in all the assets as well. So we're pulling like images of, 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 of customers, like like social media links, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they pre-pop it pre-populate and you can share that out. Um, have a mix of, of content because some people want to read, some people want to look. I'm a creative. I'm gonna watch a video, I'm not gonna read, read a text block. My CMO is a writer. He will read a text block before he ever watches a video. So you try to appeal to different people here. Different formats too. Some stuff will work on, cert- on certain social channels better than others. Um, some things might work on your website or mobile better than others so you want to have have, have different assets to show off the like video i am biased but it is super engaging you don't even need to get people to get that detailed if someone's really excited about what you do if someone's going this is amazing or doing unboxing or just really happy and this is about timing yeah like it is extremely powerful it is harder to get um now the way you get there is by asking the right questions and so that people respond in the right way and sending other right instructions <clears throat> But the most important thing you can do before you can get to that is about timing and the right people to ask. So, if someone's had a bad experience, don't ask them for a review. <laughs> like, people who review you would be like, good or bad, yeah? And you can't please every customer, things will go wrong, like, this, this is fine. Um, look, a little bit of bad reviews isn't bad. Like, like as we all know, you don't wanna have five stars on everything because it kinda looks fake. You wanna have a few three, two star, four stars, yeah, mixed in there, but overall you wanna get 4.8. 4. Eight, eight and above so like it's not fine but you'll get those anyway you don't need to chase those um what you want to do is promote great reviews and so some examples of where i say timing here are second or third purchasers they're coming back you know they like you absolutely um maybe you give them a little discount when you ask for a review or or, or something like i hope you do that yeah but if you're going for those customers they're already committed so your chances of getting a great review and, and you specifically want to ask them why do you keep coming back and have them answer that question, That that's your review. Oh, I keep coming back because I just can't find anything better anywhere else. All the price is amazing, all the delivery is amazing, all the service is amazing. Um, like you want to unpack, and this is also great, great for feedback for your company as well, like the reviews are not just to show publicly, it's feedback for you to go, oh, well, this is the thing that we're differentiating on, yeah? It's not the product, it's actually the service, so let's do more of that, or it's the delivery times, or it's X, Y, Z, or convenience. Um, so obviously second, third, purchasers, uh, the other thing is, is if you do send people like videos, um, the way I've seen it best done is that people actually wait until they get a delivery uh, no- notification. With Bonjuro, the way we've built the system and you can look at other systems, it kind of plugs into things like Shopify and, and, and other tools. So you can do things like, when delivered, you then create the task to go and send a video to a customers. So, so if that's three days for one customer, four days for another one, you're sending things at the right time. So if you send that and you say, hey, I saw it got delivered, just wanna check in and see that everything is as you expected. So what you're doing here is customer service excellence. You're actually premeditating any feedback. You're saying, just wanna make sure everything's great, yada yada, if, if there's any questions been helped with, anything you need help with, just let us know. By the way, if you are happy, here's a link to go and give us a review. Now, if you've done that and you've taken the time, people are like, this is amazing, haven't had that before, yes, I'll go and give you a review, they'd much more like to do it, yeah? And if you do a review at that point, they're gonna be happy. If they're not happy, they're not gonna leave you a review. They're actually gonna get back and be like, "Thanks for reaching out. Actually, here's here's my challenge." Yeah. So you even cut off the bad, the negative stuff. So again, like how you ask and when you ask is really important here. When they've just got delivered, they're obviously more excited than they're in the moment. You don't want to wait. Don't wait a week because it's useless. Don't wait until they've. Don't send them a review before they've even unboxed the thing because they not know. They're like, <laughs> like the amount of reviews I see online, people are like, "Uh, it seems great. Haven't got it yet." I'm like, how do you know it's great then? You're like, this is useless. Um, so I think, so again, like the two things here are like timing and when you ask reviews and it, like m- like repeat purchase is going to be good immediately at inboxing, but obviously give a service element so if something's not good, they come back to you rather than review. Um, these are really great times to review. It's got to be in the moment. Um, then the actual content itself, I'd suggest getting, definitely get text because it's great in some formats, but also just try and get some video where you can. You'll get less of it. And you'll need to, and not all of it will be amazing. So you actually need to just have this constantly like like gathering. When you do get great stuff, you have then basically got like yeah, the upper echelon of yeah of of content to use. Look at the other extreme, like I think case studies can be really good. Um, you know, like do a and 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 on this side you might turn up with a filmer to go and see a couple of customers and you film how they use it and why they love it. You actually, you actually get in there and direct it so you know it's going to be great content. And they're, and they're very happy customers. You give them a bunch of free stuff and everything else. This, you only need to have like two, two or three of these, you know, and this is done in every, like every business very well, except e-commerce. E-commerce doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really do this piece. Like, why would I have a case study on the product? It's not, that's about it. like You want to get in and unpack the lives and be like, this is where it's useful. Show the kind of customer because you want your customers to watch it and be like, ah, oh, that's that customer's like me. I would also like that and when you have high quality content at that extreme and you show the breadth that it also gives an impression of like that. Your company is legit and it's high quality. You know, some people do this very well. Like I see this done more on things like, like Etsy, I think has quite a good attitude around this Um, things like Kickstarter, which I know is not direct e-commerce, but it kind of, it kind of is. Yeah. And obviously it's very marketing heavy. Um, A lot of this stuff is done on Kickstarter. I think. Your traditional e-commerce companies can learn a lot from that because Kickstarter is all about generating word of mouth and early sales. It's a marketing platform. If you can do what they do, like you're, you're doing good marketing and it's not paid. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. A couple things to hone in on and pull out founders. We, uh, there's a bunch of tweets. There's a bunch of posts and content about talk to your customers, talk to your customers, talk to your customers. And like, this is this is one way of talking to them and actually listening to them and making sure you're asking that question of, oh, why do you keep coming back? Like you said to those people that do keep repurchasing. Why do you keep coming back? Oh, I keep coming back because X, Y, and Z, like you said, like that's incredible feedback that you wouldn't have gotten that you may not have gotten. And now you can take that, you can put that in your emails. You can put that in organic posts. You can put that in ad copy and actually using the customer's words to market your business for you is just really good. It's really, it's like so essential. Uh, You think you know what your brand means to people, but this way, and especially with video, it lets you listen and see them. And you can see why they're excited or see why they're disappointed like you said so you might have a chance to uh turn it around and oh yeah we didn't we didn't include one of your products that you ordered that's totally our fault we'll like we'll express ship that out to you whatever that gives you a chance to save save the sale save save that loyal customer so that's uh amazing so um (laughs) one thing to keep going off of that, um, was the, in terms of the case studies and doubling down on the top customers. Like you said, if, every single review, they're not all weighted the same, <laughs> so text based ones, videos, they get all different in quality. So what makes a good review? I know you said timing and I know you said, uh, being specific, but. What else can we do to help people get even better reviews?
0: Yeah. So, like, write, <clears throat> write down your 10 uh, biggest pushbacks from customers. You may need to do research for this if you haven't got it already, yeah? So, go and talk to a bunch of customers, a bunch of potential customers. Find out what your 10 biggest pushbacks are. You know, does it come in green? Does it work underwater? You know, what's, what's the warranty? Like, what are these things, yeah? Find those out. And then go and get a bunch of reviews to address all of it. And the month, like, I say 10, three or five, maybe that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> I just focus every single review on, on those things. Nothing else, to be absolutely honest. Yeah. Like you, like reviews, which are like, great product, five stars. It's not It's not that useful, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. It gives you a star rating. Like, is that a real review or not? Yeah. Like, someone can only write great products. Yeah. Like, and this is about like, like so you don't need to have, I don't think you need to have a million five star Review, reviews. I mean, like, oh, if you have that, social proof is a powerful thing, yeah. But to get to that number, like, if you got ten thousand reviews, who cares about if you got twenty thousand? Yeah, like, like there's a number. Like, work it out for industry. Like, like where you're going to get to. That doesn't really matter if you get any more. Um, but if you have got a hundred reviews, they're all very, very specific, very detailed, and extremely like, like, and again, like, talk about the good and the bad points. Is that more believable, or is that just as powerful as getting a hundred thousand and easier? Like, absolutely, yeah. I mean, when you're in new your company, you don't need to have that that many, yeah? It's not, it's not about a numbers piece, yeah? Like, people vote people very, very quickly, lo- like, 10 of views, 20 reviews, 100 of you. Like, like there's a point where people don't care anymore. Um, So find out your biggest pushbacks, your biggest points of contention, the questions that your leads are going to be asking without talking to you, and address all of those. So if it's price, if it's price, yeah? People ask about price, they're like, it's more expensive than the competitors. When you can be able to buy it, ask them, why Why were you willing to spend more with us than with, and they, like, name the competitor. And they'll go, oh, I was willing to spend more with, you know, with Gillette versus, versus Unilever, because, like, like, because, because of X, Y, Z. And then name the competitor, and they say, why are they are more willing to spend money on you than that competitor? Because, because your leads are going to be going, am I going to buy this? from this company or this from this company yeah just just like like approach it head on don't be shy because again when you've got somebody's purchased you they might know that obviously if they come back and they go oh what so and someone's cheap. I don't know that <laughs> just don't don't use that review like you know but buy buy curate like, and there's different types of reviews again like pilots, anonymous people can go up put put their reviews down let that come in that's fine yeah but where you have curated reviews which are the ones that you are collecting you, you can you can choose to use some and not choose to not use others yeah the point here is it's more about like addressing those concerns then when you've got these display these prominently on on your site yeah so have again the ones people are used to seeing but really as a consumer i'm not specifically looking for trust pilot yeah like i might type into Google, you know like like and i might go and look at product reviews dot com and things online for like bigger purchases but really, if I get there and there's a bunch of testimony and it's real, it's people like, with that product, like that's going to sway me as well, yeah? Yeah, the smaller products where it's unknown, that's really going to work. Um, so I think curate reviews, go after the pain points. You don't need to have even hundreds, like 10 of these is great. If you can get it in video, it's really good because that goes above and beyond. I think I think you'll see things like video and media like become more and more prevalent. Obviously, a bit of the rise of influencers as well, hate them or love them. Um, but essentially everyone can be a micro-influencer. Like any of your customers can be a micro-influencer. So, so think about that.
1: Yep. It's more believable when you see some, like you, you mentioned, like when you see someone that looks like you, when it's more your age, your background, whatever it is, you're like, oh yeah. Other people like me use this product. This is, this is for me. Um, and pulling out those certain, the objections tip was amazing. Just like get your top objections, frequently asked questions. And have you, have you had customers like put in instead of just like reviews at the bottom of the product page, like, you know, scroll all the way down. There's always the review section. Do customer like, do people actually put their video reviews of like infrequently asked questions or like an abandoned cart sequences or welcome series of like, oh, they haven't bought yet, but then, you know, you're kind of leading them down. To that purchase, like, have you seen people use a video testimonials in that way? Look, I think
0: <clears throat> I think on abandoned cart specifically. So look, there's a balance here, right? Yeah, and, I, and I'm a fun and I'm a funnel and daily guy. Yeah, I am a very big proponent. I'm a designer of like keeping focused on the task at hand. I think if you're going to use reviews, there, yes, but do it in text. I'd actually say yeah. So I think you know, um, still ask questions. So approach it in the exact same way. But you want something that that, that that can be consumed very easily so if they're, if they're at abandoned cart or they're at checkout and you want to put something there you, the top three pushbacks give three three quick reviews someone can look at without getting too distracted it's one of the videos that like you have to go and watch it and it's time i think at certain points in your funnel you actually want to minimize time spent so that you get to the action that said with all these things you can test, because I can also be wrong, yeah, and people's files are different. So I think with this thing, you, you, act, you like, literally, A-B test, so if you can't do A-B testing, like like test one for a week, then test another one for a week, and see if you get a measurable difference. Um, I'm not going to get the, like, well, what a measurable difference is, but like, make sure it's like, yeah, significant. Um, So like, you, you can try it there. Like, I think it's actually a good policy to have that, but I think you keep it really short and sweet. And when you say text reviews, I mean like a couple of lines, which are, like this specific point, you can also pop things up after if they spent a while on cart or too long there or whatever else. Um, maybe there, maybe in retargeting. So if someone's abandoned the cart, you then retarget them with a review around those points. So they go, oh, actually, okay, that addresses that afterwards, yeah? So you don't necessarily sabotage the whole checkout process, but you go back to the ones because again, like you very specifically want you almost the, the people that you know are gonna pay, you don't want to distract them at all. You just don't want to upset that that flow, but the people who are wavering on the point, those ones potentially you do. And the challenge for you is is how do you decide which is which? Again, is it time? Do you wait until they've gone off are like, are like off the page? Is it retargeting? Uh, you know, like a customer that goes away is not necessarily, Well, a lead that goes away is not necessarily a lost lead. Like if we look, so if we look at our, like, we're looking at our funnel. Fifty percent of our conversions any month for us are people who signed up more than ninety days ago. You know, like twenty percent of our of our first time conversions every month are people who signed up for us over a year ago. So what happens is that we keep that funnel alive and as we as we build the product and change or release new products, which which you will be doing, um, or as we, we come up on, you know, a different area or they hear about us from somewhere else, those customers come back in, retry, and they're like, Oh, this is different to what I remembered. It's not the same product, and then they come in and they purchase. Um, so again, all your abandoned like abandoned cart people like keep those keep those like secure because again they've showed interest and they might not buy this product but they might buy your next product next year. Um and and that's where you might sh- send out the reviews or whatever else, yeah? Again,
1: cool. I can't went
0: yeah. off off the uh, off the road there into into looking at no. those past leads, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh that's great. Uh and there's incredible stats you mentioned there of like after ninety days, after a year. Uh product updates, new SKUs. Uh, e-commerce stores where they're, you're probably launching more products, you're updating them. Um, you can take the yeah, you take those feedback and literally just show them like, oh yeah, we updated this part now, and then like, oh well, that was what was holding me up. They have the, they have the color green now, sweet. Like now it, that now it'll match. So that's that's awesome. So um, I kind of want to start landing the plane, kind of bringing it in. Uh, there was um, okay. So we've talked a lot about different use cases, the investment, the ROI, what's important, how to get reviews. Let's, let's try to like wrap up and summarize and like kind of starting points. If I'm a brand founder, I just heard Matt and Matt talk about this and they sound excited and it sounds cool. Like where, where do I start? What's like the first step and how do I slowly build out this program and how do I use use these tools so it's manageable and it's an actual impact because I'm already pulled in 18 different directions so I think think
0: first of all just a bit of a headset start to think in terms of of long-term loyalty when you you think about this yeah like like loyalty is is and I don't mean I don't mean discounts or rewards cards yeah I mean like actual loyalty People talking about you come back, yeah? Start thinking about that in terms of like, like a mindset in, in, in how you approach the customer journey. And this is about these experience, and this will help you, and this will make you make better decisions on experiences. What you wanna ensure is that the first time experience for any customer is amazing. Yeah, go sign up for your competitors' products, go buy them, look at their experience, and make yours 10 times better. Like you wanna make sure this is, like again, like I don't care if you're, if you're e-commerce, or you're, not, you're like, oh, I'm not SaaS in e-commerce. Make it amazing, make it something to write about, yeah? like. You want, a, you want a good good case study like this has been done for 20 years go go look at zappos i mean yeah everyone knows yeah read 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 um in, in pursuit of happiness by by zappos like this works first depression's amazing do that with video messaging do it with with other mechanisms go research like there's different things you can do here but do something personalized and do something like unexpected second step anyone who comes back two or three times look after them even more yeah, because, you know, they are your long-term customers. Yeah, and they are, and they are more likely to come back and purchase 10 times. And they're more likely to go and tell their friends and their family to also go and purchase, okay? Like, these are what we call super fans. This is an indicator this person is gonna become a super fan and they're gonna stick around for, for, for life. So invest doubly hard in those. Like, like, don't go, we've done the first thing, we'll give up now. Go, go deeper, yeah? Go deeper in those. Um, then once you have these customers committed and they're on board and you've got this loyalty building, don't just sit there passively. Like you've got to actively go and use this loyalty to try and grow your business. This is a growth meca- growth opportunity. And if you don't actively go after it, you're going to miss it, yeah. so so once they do this and once you start to get people to where, where they are in a good place, Push them to ask, not just for reviews, but for for I guess extended reviews, yeah? For like deeper content, deeper testimony. Yeah. Get them to answer 20, like one more five questions, yeah? Get to answer five questions. Interview them. Work out why they almost didn't purchase, where their thoughts were, yeah? Like go get on, get on calls them. Use that to then go and interview other customers and say, can you, can you, can you answer these five questions? Attack the pain points, collect text, but also click video and definitely collect imagery as well, because you want reviews to look great, especially when they're kind of in depth. On your site, have Trustpilot, whatever it is you need to have, but also have 10, 20 of these, I guess, higher profile reviews of customers that really go in. Selfie filmed on phones is awesome because it's very believable. You know, at some point in, in the business's trajectory, go out and film a couple of customers and do something a bit more. Like get a get a creative team involved. Um, if you want to go and collect like self videos and that kind of stuff, you can use some like Bonjour, like we have a tool in there. it's other tools out there. Um, but get up these pieces, and that's your kind of starting point. Now, from there, go back to this first point, which is like is look at things through a lens of loyalty. Start to think about other things you can do to stand out and to service your customers. Look at how people behave on Etsy. Look at how people behave on Kickstarter. Yeah, like. If you could, if you could do Kickstarter, every, like if you could have the attitude of every single product, every single day forever, like you're a billion dollar business. Yeah. Um, now companies don't. Yeah, they can't do like the big launch and they can't just turn to like a normal company. Um, but like always be using your customers to market, but you be proactive, push them, use them, research with them, get loyalty. Um, and then yeah, read, read Delivering happiness. It's, it's an awesome book. Awesome. That's incredible. That's amazing.
1: Wrapping up and breaking it down and putting it all together for us, Matt. So Papa Bear, where can people find you if they want to f- learn more about you, they have any questions for you or want to learn more about Bonjoro?
0: Yep. Head to, so head to LinkedIn. I'm on there. That's, that's my social channel. <laughs> um, if you type in Papa Bear, I think there's like two of us. I'm the guy in the bear suit. Um, like, please do reach out, connect. Uh, any questions, ask me. I asked a lot of founders for help. I still do today because um, i don't have all the answers uh so i'll help if i can or point you in the direct direction if i can't um, if you'd like to try video messaging we like to try try collecting video testimonials uh do check out bonjour.com it's completely free there's free versions and there's free trials www.bonjour.com um have some fun with it and let us know how it goes
1: amazing thanks so much matt really appreciate your time and everyone else thanks for listening i will catch you on the next episode